What a good God we serve. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, God's good. Let's go to 1 John once again. 1 John chapter 5. We have been uh, working uh, through a series. Well, I didn't realize when we started it was going to be one, but it kind of turned into one. It's kind of how that stuff works once in a while. And, uh, but again, we're back in 1 John chapter 5, talking about faith and walking in faith and what that means. Hallelujah. Did you come to receive today? Hallelujah. You know, if you come to receive, you'll get something. You know, you'll leave with something. You'll leave different. Amen. And our heart is always that, uh, that you grab hold of, you know, the principles that are taught and, uh, you know, grab hold of the anointing, grab hold of uh, the word from above, praise God, that'll change your life uh, so that you're different when you leave. That's what it's about. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got to be different when you leave. Amen. Now, that's, of course, in a good way, but uh, obviously. But uh, the point is, is that that's the way it should be. You know, you come to the house of God that, uh, that you can leave different. Amen. Have something added to you. Amen. 1 John 5, and look, verse uh, 4 and 5, it just says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What is it? Our faith. Amen. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, which actually repeats what he said in verse 1 there. But he says, whatever is born of God, verse 4, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Everybody say, whatever. whatever. Now, I know you're a whosoever, but in this text here, you're also part of the whatever. All right? And the reason that is because there's a lot of things that have been born of God. Amen. Not only have you been born of God because you received Christ, we can kind of go on through, you know, down uh, all the different things that have been birthed out of God, the Word of God, for instance. Amen. The armor of God, the Spirit of God. Amen. We can kind of go on and on and on about all these things, amen, that come from the heart of God, that come from, that have been birthed out of God. Amen. God beget. All right, that's what it means. It also, uh, that word born, uh, it, to be regenerate, regenerated, to uh, procreate, to conceive, bring forth, or made from, obviously. We're talk, talking about being born of. But there's a lot of things born of God, but obviously you've been born of God. Anybody born again in the house today? Yes. All six of you. Let's try that again. Anybody born in the house or born from God? Amen. Yes. You born again, praise God, you've received Christ, amen, which means now you're a part of the household of faith, amen, the kingdom of light, praise God. The word uh, in chapter 4 said that you've been born of God, little children, and you've overcome the world. Why? Because greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world, praise God, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, that's talking about you, praise God, amen. So you've been born of God. Well, if you've been born of God, then you've been designed, you have DNA in you that's there to overcome the world, whatever the world may bring, whatever the world tries to force on you, whatever the world tries to push on you, okay? All the stuff that's of the curse comes out of the world. doesn't come out of God, it comes out of the world. But the word says this, because you've been born of God, 
Amen. You have what it takes, you know, been designed for accomplishment, right? Engineered for success. Amen. You got DNA in you, overcoming DNA in you that no matter what comes against you, you have what it takes to overcome it. Praise God. Can I hear a big amen? Hallelujah. Now the word overcome, uh, the Greek word is nikeo, okay, which actually comes out of the word uh, nike or nike. Where we, we would look at it and see it as nike. Uh, but nikeo means to subdue. So if we're talking about overcoming something, we're talking about subduing it. We're talking about conquering it. We're talking about prevailing. In other words, you got what it takes to conquer. You got what it takes to prevail. You got what it takes to get or gain a decisive victory. Everybody say a decisive victory. Now, that's pretty important. We kind of brought a little bit of that out last week, but it's pretty important because we're talking about whatever it is you're up against, you can get a decisive victory. Not just a little victory here and a little victory there, but maybe not everything, but you know, you can get a little one here. No, he says, whatever it is you're believing for, you can get. Everybody say a decisive victory. And it's a done deal. There ain't going to be no question. Amen. Your God wins. Amen. Can I hear a big amen? amen? So, praise God, you're called then to overcome the world. But then it goes on in verse 4, and it says, And this is the victory. This word here is the word Nike or Nike, okay, depending, but it looks like the word Nike. As I always say, you know, if you're going to name a shoe, I guess that's what you name it. Praise the Lord. Amen? amen. Hallelujah, which means victory. It means conquest, triumph, hallelujah, breakthrough. Amen. It means the means of success or the means of your breakthrough or progress, whatever it is you're believing for. So in other words, your faith, and let's define faith again. Um, the Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S is the Greek word. The word faith means to believe or have a belief in. It means trust, confidence, assurance, reliance, dependence. Amen. It means conviction. Come on. So we're talking about now your conviction all right, or your, your reliance on God or your confidence in God's another word there, your trust in God, amen, it says that this is the victory that has overcome the world. Now, this is the means of success, amen, to overcome the world. What is it? It's your confidence. It's your assurance. It's your reliance. It's your dependence on God. It's your trust in God. It's your believing in God, amen. The word says that the just shall live by faith. That's how we live. That's how we conduct life. Amen. We live by our confidence and assurance, our dependence on God. We live, amen, by conviction. Come on, somebody. Now, your faith is your victory. Your faith is your means of success. It's It's what is used to get you toward your decisive Victory. In other words, you're overcoming whatever it is you're dealing with. Now, I know I'm taking time with this. I've done it every week. I'm going to keep doing it till we're done with this. Because if you get a hold of this, you understand the importance of making sure your faith's working right. Because it's like the, it's like the vehicle, so to speak, amen, used to get you to where you have to get to. Amen. To get your decisive victory. It is your means of success. It is your means of a breakthrough. It's your means of progress in your life. Whatever it is you're trusting and believing for, your faith is what's used to get it done. 
That's why multiple times over, and of course through this series, we've touched on a lot of references on this, uh, but we, you find out Jesus many times looked to the individual that got a breakthrough and a miracle. He says, by your faith, you got that. Now he could have said, it's a good thing you came here because I got the goods and you got her. He could have said that, but he didn't say that. He said, your faith got you well. Your faith made you whole. Your faith is what brought healing in your life. Your faith is what delivered you. Your faith is what brought provision. Your faith is what did that because it's your faith. Everybody say, my faith. My faith faith is my means of success to get whatever decisive victory I'm in need of right now. Whatever it is I need to overcome, whatever it is I need to deal with, whatever it is I need an answer, whatever it is I need the breakthrough, whatever it is I need healing or I need a deliverance or I need provision, whatever it is I need in my family, whatever it is I need in my household, whatever I need in my marriage, whatever I need. Are you hearing me? I don't care what you're believing for. Amen. Your means to get the breakthrough is going to be through your faith. You believing, you having confidence, you relying on him, you dependent on him, you trusting in him, you having conviction about things. Are you with me? Again, all the synonyms of this word faith. But if we understand what it is and how it works, amen, we're more apt to get our victories. Now, what I've been talking about over the last, in fact, let's... uh, Let's give you this real quick before I move on. Um, verse 4 in the New Living just says, We achieve this victory through our faith. Amen. The message says it this way, uh, The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The Passion says it this way, it says, For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. All of these here are, uh, uh, you know, uh, Different translations just, uh, you know, that bring out a different way of looking at it. Amen. But the bottom line, they're all bringing out this uh, point that your faith is what works. It's your faith. Amen. Are you still with me? Now, Jesus said it this way. He says, in the world, you're going to have pressure. In the world, it's going to be there. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to have people problems. You have persecution. You're going to have all kinds of pressures that come at you. Nobody's, nobody's making light of the, of the pressures that come towards you. But Jesus said this, but be of good cheer. Why? Because I've overcome the world. In other words, I've paid a price. I've made a way. Now, greater is he who's in you is, why, is greater than he who's in the world. So whatever it is that's going on in the world, whatever pressures come in your way, you do have what it takes to overcome. Are you still with me? I know we're taking little baby steps with this a little bit. But we just have to understand that this is how this thing works. So nobody's making light of anybody's pressure. Nobody, uh, nobody's making light of whatever it is you're standing for, you're believing for. I know uh, as the pastor of this church, I understand a lot of the needs that are going on right now in this congregation Okay, I know some of the things that you're up against. I know some of the struggles. I know some of the challenges. I know some of the things. That you, some of you feel like you got your back against the wall. I understand that. Your pastor's talking faith, amen, so that you can get it working so you can get your breakthrough in a miracle, so that you can come up and say, hey, this is my breakthrough. This is my miracle. This is what God did for me. Can I hear a big amen? Yeah. So I want nobody leaving here 
with some kind of thought that we're picking on you. And nobody, you hear me? All right. Nobody's making light of what's going on. Understand, all right, we, we, know it's go, we know the challenges, all right? But see, if we can give you some answers, amen, you're more apt to get a breakthrough or a miracle, all right? Or your victory, your, amen, your uh, means of success toward your decisive victory, all right? Because there are things that works and things that don't work. And sometimes there's some confusion on those kind of things. So how many want to, want to break through? Amen. How many want, want to overcome? Amen. Give the Lord a praise, somebody. Come on now. All right. Uh, Acts 26. Let's go ahead and use this verse. We used it last week. I'm going to do it again because it kind of spins us into why and how we're doing this part of the series. Acts 26 uh, in verse 18. It is actually the commission. Uh, Peter, or pardon me, Paul is actually um, is conveying what happened, his conversion uh, to King Agrippa. And he's basically testifying of what Jesus told him. And so this verse is really a commission that Paul had, amen, the commission on him to what he was called to do. And as I said last week, it's actually probably my favorite verse in the Word, uh, just because I feel in my heart it was the same thing. I felt in my heart that I was commissioned to do, and that is this, to open their eyes, amen, in order to turn them from darkness to light. In other words, I'm here to turn the lights on. Amen. You know, I, I, I'm a, I'm, I like to instruct. I like to, uh, you know, walk people through things. I don't like to just, you know, just throw something quick and then move on. I'd rather just walk you through things. My kids grew up hearing that all the time. I always sit down. We're going to walk you through this. Oh, my gosh, just beat me. Don't, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, just spank me, get it over with, instead of trying to teach all the time, trying to. See, listen, I find if you can get the eyes open, you can get yourself into the light, the darkness flees. Amen. Sometimes just get the eyes open. And it says, and from the power of Satan to God. Amen. Get you under the power of God and away from the hand, uh, the grip of the enemy. Sometimes it's it's just that simple. Amen. Hallelujah. And that they may receive, everybody say receive, the Greek word there, lambano, which means to take possession of, to seize it, praise God. Receive, it says two things in there. First one, forgiveness of sin. How many know you're forgiven? How many know your past is your past? Amen. Now, most people have no problem with it. I mean, they're grateful that they're forgiven of their sin, but I know some people do struggle with that. Some people are still held by their past. Amen. You're not supposed to be. That's supposed to be back there. Amen. You're moving forward. You're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. But you have to receive that. Now, you can keep yourself in bondage your whole walk in Christ until you go home with the Lord just by not receiving the fact that you've been forgiven. You hear me? All right. You got to receive that. Everybody say receive it. Now, some people have no problem receiving that. Some people are like, "Woo! hallelujah, the backpack's off, hallelujah, all the weight's gone, all that mess, hallelujah, I'm free indeed. But then you get to the next one. Receive not only forgiveness of sin, but you got to receive your inheritance. you got to receive the inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. This is, of course, what Jesus said to Paul. So the me is talking about Jesus here, all right? But how many know you have an inheritance? Right. 
That word also means portion or lot, like if somebody would say, your lot in life, okay? It refers to that which has been promised, amen? It's talking about like the promises, things that have been granted you, things that have been told you, things that have been given unto you by God. How many know that's a pretty big old tall order right there? Come on now, there's a lot of things that have been offered to you. Everybody say an inheritance. inheritance. Now you might receive your forgiveness of sins, but then that's about the extent of it. A lot of Christians are, are not receiving all the promises that have been promised them. Uh, they just say, well, you know, I'm forgiven. One day I get to, you know, I got fire insurance now. Amen. I get to go to heaven one day. Uh, hallelujah. That's enough for me. And we, we live like the devil until we get there or we live like the devil's in charge until we get there. Come on, somebody. But you got to also receive, lambano, receive, take hold, seize your inheritance. All right? What's been promised to you? That's up to you to do that. And it says, among those, talking about your patriarchs of faith, those that have gone before you, among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Now, a lot of people read that word sanctified. It sounds like, whoo, like a super spiritual word. And it must mean, you know, those that are perfect. No, not at all. It just means those that are set apart. That word sanctified just means set apart, okay? Because your faith sets you apart. If you've ever read Hebrews 11, what it's talking about is those who have been sanctified by faith. By their faith, they accomplished things. It was by their faith that made them different from other people around them. It was by their faith, amen, that, that caused them to receive the breakthrough, the miracle, their uh, means of success toward a decisive victory, no matter which one we're talking about. And obviously it didn't mention all, mention all of them, but it did mention a pretty good-sized group of them, praise God. Those that were delivered all kinds of ways, the Abrahams, the Moses, uh, you know, the Joshua, the, the Caleb's, the, uh, you know, we can go on and on and on about those, the Daniels, come on, the Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego's, all those that were delivered from the fiery furnace. Come on, somebody. Uh, we can go on and on and on of those that received breakthroughs. Why? Because it says by their faith. Right. See, they were set apart. They were made different because of what they did. There was something they did that their faith was seen and evident, that it produced a result. And he says here that you can receive your inheritance just like they did among those who are sanctified by faith in me. In other words, just like they received, you can receive. It's not, it's not saying, well, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not Gideon, I'm not. I'm not Moses. I'm not Abraham. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not these guys. I'm not David. I'm. I'm not. I, you know. I'm just this guy from from Central Oregon. That you know. I mean. I just. I just work a nine to five. And you know. I got. I got. You know. Uh, you know. Car troubles. And I got gas. You know. Prices. And and I got a family that's not necessarily always uh, clicking along like it should. And and you know. And I got this. And I got that. Well, you know, did you ever read anything about Moses? Did it seem like Moses had everything clicking along? Anybody read anything about Abraham? Did Abraham always have everything clicking along? 
Come on, did David have everything clicking along all the time? Come on, somebody. But somewhere along the line, they got a hold of it. Amen. Where they were confident, where they were assured, praise God, where they were reliant and dependent on God, Hallelujah. where they had trust, hallelujah, where they were convicted, praise God. And because of that conviction, hallelujah, they stood tall, praise God, made a difference, and by their faith, they were delivered, praise God. Can I hear a big amen? Oh, hallelujah. I got the spits going on and everything already. Now, last week we talked about what it means to be set apart, all right? Uh, we talked about people, uh, just for a, maybe I'll kind of do a little review on a few of them that we talked about last week. How many know faith people believe different? Right? Faith people believe different, all right? Uh, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Any believers in the house? Now, obviously, it's not just talking about just mental assent. It's talking about a faith that's extended. It's talking about reliance and dependence on God. If you can believe all things, all things are possible to those who release faith. Are you with me? All right. No exemption there. In fact, he was talking to a father at the time who brought his epileptic son who was having seizures. Okay. In fact, the boy, as soon as Jesus stepped up to the plate there, the boy went into a seizure right there which probably is what happened to the disciples earlier because the father said, you know, your disciples couldn't do anything, but if you can do anything, heal my boy. Well, nobody's making light of dad. Come on, this couldn't be an easy thing. If you've ever been around any of this, there ain't nothing easy about that. All right? And he's dealing with it every day. He's been probably dealing with it for years. We don't necessarily know the extent of how long it was, but we do know that it was a heavy thing. It wasn't lightweight. And Jesus could have just said to him, don't worry, Dad. We'll try to drum up some, uh, some miracle for you here. Don't you worry. We'll try to get something for you. No, you know what he did? He looked at Dad. And he says, if you can believe. No, 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 Jesus. No, if you can do anything, heal my boy. No, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, this ought to speak to all of us because many believers still talk that way. Lord, if you could do anything, deliver me. That's not how it works. Look at your neighbor and say, that's not how it works. All right, he says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Nothing's impossible to those who will hook up. Any believers in the house? Yes. Let's try that again. Any believers in the house? Yes. All right, so you're going to have to believe, okay? That means there are some times you're not going to be always accepted about what you're believing. Sometimes people think you're kooky and you're nuts and you're over the top. And oh my gosh, believing for a breakthrough. Really? Who do you think you are? Well, I'm just trying to believe God. I'm trying to believe, amen, that I, amen, we can receive and will receive a breakthrough. Whatever it is you're believing for. He says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now we're talking about a father 
okay, who has been years of this, probably have had, uh, probably even brought his kid to the temple time and time again, or anybody else he heard that maybe could, you know, get a little, little, you know, something working if they pray, whatever. He brought, brought his boy to be delivered, brought his boy to the disciples. They got freaked out by it. They all backed up. Oh my gosh, you know, what's this? Well, you got a manifestation of darkness right now. Nobody making light of the boy or the father. The point is this, dad, what do you want today? Do you want to take your boy home the way he is, or do you want your boy whole? What is it you want? Because it's not up to me. It's up to you. Well, that's just so hard and uncaring. No, it isn't. It was the most caring thing the Savior could have done because the father got to go home with a boy who was whole. And all it took was a tweak of the thinking. He's looking up here for God to do something and all along he says, it's already a done deal. Just receive it. And when he adjusted his thinking... He recognized, amen, what Jesus was saying, and literally within seconds, it was different. That ought to be hope to you and me, that if sometimes we just get our thinking tweaked right, come on, somebody, our believing tweaked right, we can get a breakthrough. So are you glad you came on a Sunday morning? Yes. I got a few of you just a little slow on that, but listen, again, you know, you can get all... Uh, upset with me and say, I just wish he'd get off this stuff. Uh, yeah. First off, he didn't get off it. And he's telling us this is how we live. So you might as well get it and understand it. And if there's something you need to tweak, you tweak it. And you get your, your means of success to a, a decisive victory. You get what you need. That's it. Period. Done. You get, hey, guess what? God healed my body. God delivered me. God set me free. God provided. God paid the thing off. God did this. God did that. God restored my marriage. God restored my family. God did this. God did that. Hey, hallelujah. Now you got something else to whip the enemy with. Whew. So believers, we talked much more about it last week. Believers believe different. See, faith people believe different. Are you still with me? You can have what you pray for because the word says you believe for it. So you can have whatever you pray because you believe. Look at your neighbor and say, be a believer. So that was one thing we talked about. The next thing we talked about was faith people talk different. This is a key, okay, uh, you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Uh, you know, uh, what you talk is what you live. It's what, what you experience. And we brought out last week how that connects with your faith. The word says if you've got that spirit of faith, he says you, there's a way you believe and a way you talk. You talk how you say you believe. You don't say you believe something and then talk something else. Listen, if you want the dog, stop calling the cat. Somewhere, if you want victory, stop talking defeat. If you want a healing, stop talking sick. Are you still with me? Listen, I didn't set up this thing. This is how it works, though. 
Okay? Jesus says, it's, it's what's coming out your mouth that's messing you over. Multiple times he brought that out. It's not what goes in your mouth. It's what's coming out your mouth. You're, you're, you're killing your victory. You're, 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 running your, you're running your breakthrough off. You're not going to get this thing to click unless you get your talking in line with your believing. So we spent some time on that. In fact, we brought out even in Romans 10 where, uh, you know, the whole thing is you, you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. And the whole thing in context, you read the whole chapter in context, it's not just talking about getting born again. Now, that's exactly how you got born again. But the same way you got born again is the same way you get your breakthrough, the same way you get your miracle. And I asked the question in closing last week, is there anybody going to heaven here? How do you know? Have you been there? Now, there might be some. Some of you might say, well, actually, I had a, a, an out-of-body thing. Okay. But most Christians haven't been there. But you had the gall to actually believe what the Bible says. And somebody come up. In fact, I almost got a couple of your feathers ruffled for a moment there because you thought I was really in your face about it. I wanted to see how real it was. And I said, I don't believe that for a minute. You don't believe that. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, so you'll fight tooth and toenail that you're going to heaven even though you've never been there, never seen it. You fought tooth and toenail that, yeah, I believe there's angels, even though you maybe have never seen one because there's a chance you could. But you, you had the gall to believe that. You had a gall to actually believe that in your heart and confess out your mouth, amen, that I'm born again because I've received Jesus into my life. And when somebody tries to fight you on you, go, hey, wait a minute. He's saying that around me, buddy. He's taking away my heaven. Well, praise the Lord. So then I go, uh, you know, are you the healed? Well, no. I mean, just look. <laughs> Can't you hear me? <laughs> you know, are, you know you're, you're, you're provided for. Oh, heck. Here, look at my wallet. Are you kidding me? You know, the same God that provide or, or promised you salvation, your soul being saved, is the same God provide or promising you salvation. Now that word salvation, soteria, is a word that means total deliverance. Not just the deliverance of your soul, but of your body, of your mind, your household, your family, your finance. It's amazing what that word involves. So you have to talk this thing. And you may have to train yourself. Well, I remember when we started, you'd one minute you'd be saying something by faith, the next minute, oh my God. <laughs> and you think you're justified. Well, that's fine. You want to live that way. Don't think that you're going to get a breakthrough. Because you're going to have to get your tongue in line, amen, with what's in here, what you say you believe. All right. The last thing we talked about. Uh, last week is not only do you uh, believe, you know, faith people believe different, not only do faith people talk different, but they also see things different. The Word says we walk by faith, not by sight. It's talking about by the physical senses. That ain't how we operate. Children of God, we operate by faith. All right? Uh, 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 
2 Corinthians 4 brings out that we look not to the things which are seen, but to the things which are not seen. We look not to the things which are seen, but to the things which are not seen. Which means you are looking to something, but it's not the seen realm. For the things that are seen are temporary. The word means subject to change. Everything in the seen realm is subject to change. See, everything you're dealing with is primarily in, you know, manifesting in the seen realm. Now, it might be an unseen that brought some things to pass, but it's still what you're dealing with is primarily seen realm things. It's all subject to change. Every bit of that's temporary. That can all change. But you're going to have to stay focused on the unseen and not the scene. Now you've gone too far, preacher man. You are about as kooky as they get. That's right. Thank you. I receive that. I'm a kook for Jesus. Come on. See, faith people, that's why a lot of times talking faith, oh my gosh. What are, you, I mean, what are we supposed to preach? Unbelief? Preach doubt? Huh? No, we preach faith because you, that's what faith does. Faith has a tendency to look past the seen realm into the unseen, amen, and reach into the unseen and grab what's rightfully theirs. And when you do that, it changes, according to Scripture, it changes the seen realm or the realm that's temporal. And what I brought out uh, last week is uh, that the more that you're focused on the unseen, the more that your viewpoint of realistic changes. Because the unseen is more realistic than anything in the seen realm. Are you with me? But see, you got faith people have to look past the seen realm. If everything is about the seen realm, what happens is, see, your viewpoint of what's realistic, amen, can get off. So then what we're all constantly moved by what is seen, what somebody said, what, uh, you know, the, uh, what was the evil report, what was, you know, the thing that happened over here or happened last week and even happened a year ago and then it happened even three years prior to that. And because of all that now, I based my life based on, whoa, time out, breaks. We hook up to the unseen, what he says and only what he says. And we stay focused on him and when we do, it begins to change the scene realm. Are you with me? Yes. Now, with that said, Hallelujah. You know, I, I always feel like i got to go through everything again. Amen? But uh, we're going to go here today to James 2. Go to James 2. Are you with me? Yes. All right. Am I boring you? Yes. All right. I hope not. I guess it wouldn't matter. I keep going anyway. But uh, you need to understand, okay, faith people not only believe different, faith people not only talk different, they not only see things different, amen, but they also act different. And react different. This is huge. Okay? We're talking about getting your faith engaged so that you hook up to your means of success for whatever desired result you want or, come on, whatever it is that you need to overcome, that decisive victory. Amen. 
These are things that work. So you're going to have to guard how, your reactions. You're going to have to guard your actions and reactions. And the reason I say it is because sometimes people have a good initial action. They say, I'm believing God for this, so thus, thus, thus. I'm doing this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to respond here. I'm doing this. That's great. But now here comes the pressure. And so it's not so much anymore about the initial action. Now it's about reactions. What kind of reaction do we have? Well, you just don't understand, preach. Don't, don't tell me I don't understand. We've all had these battles. And I, maybe I haven't had your battle, but you probably hadn't had mine. And we can say all day long, we can sit here and go, nobody understands. It doesn't matter if everybody around you doesn't understand. You want your victory. You want your means of success to get your decisive victory. And that means that I'm going to have to act different. My responses are going to have to be different. Are you still with me? James 2, verse 17. Let's start there. This whole chapter is pretty good. But thus also faith by itself. This is James 2 and 17. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead or lifeless. That word works there means corresponding action. Okay, is what it means. Talking about an action. Okay, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Okay, well, show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. In other words, you're going to see my faith by my actions. See, you can't see what he's taking, but the whole thing in Conte, he's saying, listen, you can't just go around and just say you believe and talk it with it if there's not going to be action behind it. See, there's got to be some kind of action. Uh, Hebrews 11 and verse 2, uh, one of the first things in that uh, chapter, he talked about, about the patriarchs of faith. And he says, it was by their faith that they obtained a good testimony. It was by their faith. In fact, the message translation brings out in that text, it says it was the act of faith that they did that got them listed here. And everything, if we took the time, went through that whole chapter, you're going to see all the different ways that they did. All of them are some form of action, some form of corresponding, some form of something they did that showed they were in faith. So somewhere there has to be that. So you have to ask yourself one of these things that's a key when it comes time to having the means of success, come on, to a decisive victory. You have to stop yourself. If I believe this, am I acting like I believe this? See, you have to answer that. See, this is where the problem lies a lot of times. Because people say, well, you just don't understand. So-and-so believed God, and they didn't get their miracle. You don't have any idea about brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. Because they could have in their nighttime, said, you know what, I'm just done with this. You know what, I'm tired of believing God. You know what, I'm just, I'm just done with it. And then you go on and try to base now your faith on their experience when you have no idea. Somewhere along the line, you're going to say, it doesn't matter if nobody else gets their breakthrough, I'm going to get my breakthrough. And somewhere you got to settle it. 
Enough is enough. I'm believing God here. I got to back up, Rick. I keep spitting on you, don't I? Need these little windshield wipers in front of you. So show me your faith uh, without work, and I'll show you my faith. I mean, that's pretty blatant. You know, he goes on, talks about Abraham, okay? And I'll show you my faith by my works. Now, you're going to see corresponding action in my life. In Hebrews chapter 6, let's go there, Hebrews 6. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to get this. Amen. You got to settle. I'm going to get this, right? Okay, so not only, not only you're believing a certain way, not only talking a certain way. Come on, right? Come on, right? Are you with me? I'm not only seeing things different. I'm, I'm acting different. I have to act different. Do you know what many of the miracles, if you actually look at a lot of the miracles that Jesus did, there's actually, uh, let's see how many, I think there's 40, 45 specific miracles, I think it is, that you see in the Gospels. Okay, now obviously there were times the word says that he healed them all, that we, we don't know how many there, how many, but we know there are 45 different specific miracles that that individual, you see the kind of storyline, what happened, how they got it, okay, right? All right, and do you know that a big group of them got their miracle not based on an initial action, but based on a reaction? How about the Gentile woman? She came for a breakthrough for her daughter, all right? He says, I didn't come here uh, for, uh, you know, anybody outside the household of faith, and uh, I'm here. And Jesus was just telling the truth, you know. I'm not here, right? This is my mission is, is the children of Israel. And she said, he says, so you need to just kind of move on. Oh, <gasps> Jesus, how rude. He literally says, he called her a dog. It's not good to give the dog the children's bread. She could have said, oh, I've never. Oh, talk to the hand because the head ain't listening. She could have walked off all mad and huffy and never got her breakthrough. Went back to home to a daughter who still has issues. But you know what? She rose above it and she said this. She says, yeah, but uh, even the dogs get the crumbs off the master's table. And he's like, "Woo!" He even acknowledged her faith. Way to go, girl! Go home. Your daughter's delivered. Amen. See, it was, it was your reaction, sister, that got you a breakthrough. Right? Blind Bart. It was his reaction. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Everybody says, would you shut up? You are embarrassing us. Knock it off, please, before you bring attention to us. Attention? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stops. Literally, he was walking along. Come here. What happened? That was a great reaction, son. I love this. Come on up here. Get a breakthrough. Your faith, he says, your faith delivered you. But it was a reaction. Amen. He could have said, well, I, I was just trying to get his attention. 
well, we just, around here, that's not how we do these things, okay? You got to be, you know, walk with some dignity and wisdom here. Stop being so loud and noisy and, jeez, embarrassing. <laughs> Sound like some church services you've been to? <laughs> Jesus! Right. Son of David! Have mercy on me! Okay. Way to go. We can go on and on about how many reactions got them their breakthrough. The ten lepers, the Word says they were, uh, they were cleansed, right? Go show yourself the priest. One comes back, gives him worship and honor, and he says, now you go your way, for your faith has made you whole. He didn't even need to go to the priest. If he would have went to the priest, the priest would have like, what? What's wrong with you? Ain't nothing wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong. Get out of here. You're wasting my time. But it was a reaction. So, the question then is not so much your initial action, because a lot of you know, a lot of you have been in my house long enough here, you know what to tell me. Are you in faith? Oh, absolutely, Pastor. I wouldn't think of anything else. Believe in God all the way, all the way, baby. Till next, next week when you get this evil report or next week when somebody says something or next week. Listen again, don't you walk out saying, that guy is the most uncaring person I've ever been around. No, we're very caring. We want you to get your breakthrough and your miracle. Come on, somebody. But if you're going to, now your reaction is going to be something different. You have to understand, okay, if you believe it, you receive it. If you don't, you won't. If you doubt it, you do without it. James is like in your face. That's it. If you're going to doubt in your heart, Jesus said the same thing, Markala. If you're going to doubt in your heart, don't think you're going to get anything. Now, nobody's like, that is just so rude and so mean. No, this is how it works. So you have to understand, okay, if I'm, if I'm now wavering, why am I wavering? See, somewhere along the line, I'm really not believing. Somewhere along the line, I'm really not standing. Somewhere along the line, my action is, is, is not lining up because deep down, listen, sometimes this is a wake-up call. Why am I boo-hooing? Why, why am I feeling sorry for myself? Why am I in fear? You know, pity is just pitiful. Pity don't get nothing... Pity doesn't get your answers. You say, well, you have no compassion. No, no, no breaks. Compassion still has faith in it. And, and pity ain't going to get your answer. Fear, yielding to fear and worry and anxiety isn't, isn't faith. Come on. So you have to say, okay, why am I fearful right now? Has anybody ever been fearful? Has anybody ever felt sorry for themselves? That's the pastor raising his hand and everything else. We've all been there, right? 
work with me. Hey, right? Has anybody, anybody, you know, been in a place of, of sorrow? Anybody been upset and angry about some things? Do you know that even anger won't, nece- won't necessarily get you a breakthrough? Now, you can aim some of that righteous indignation towards your enemy, but just to be angry because something ain't working right doesn't get you a breakthrough or a miracle. So you have to stop. Why am I so worked up? Why am I so upset? Why are my words doing this? Why are my actions doing this? Why am I thinking like this? Why, why, why? And you go, because in all honesty, I'm really not in faith. And that's okay, you found out. You just go, you know what? Father, forgive me. You know how many times I've had to repent because I knew I wasn't in faith? Well, you're the preacher. You shouldn't have any problem with doubt and unbelief. Hey, I work with you. (laughs) Come on now. We've all in the same boat. Come on, somebody. And we all have to use our faith to get our breakthrough and a miracle. Nobody's exempt. He doesn't say, oh, you're a pastor. It should always work for you. I know a lot of preachers that ain't working for. Okay, so the point is this. Faith. We all have to live by our faith. Our faith is our victory. Our faith is our means of success to a decisive victory. Our faith is our victory. Period. Now, what do you want? Do you want a breakthrough or you want to go on with it? Well, that was so weak. Some of you are really starting to... Do you want a breakthrough, a miracle, a turnaround, a victory? Do you want that? Okay. Then these are things you have to be aware of, okay? Where did I tell you to go? Hebrews 6? Okay. Why aren't you there yet? What's the deal? Um, Let's go to verse 12 first, okay? And then we'll come back up to verse 11. That you do not become sluggish, okay? Lazy, that word. You might have a cross-reference, but it literally means one that avoids pain. In other words, when you're under pressure, that's what he's talking about. Don't, don't yield to the pressure. You can't do it. Listen, but imitate those, right? These guys that had reactions, these guys who possessed their inheritance, who received their inheritance, who, you know, with those who are sanctified by faith. Come on, these people that we're called to imitate. Okay, we're called to follow suit. Okay, who through their faith, right? Who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Okay, so through faith, okay, everything we've been taught, and patience. Now, of course, a lot of people look at the word patience and all they can see is I'm sitting at a stoplight waiting for the light to go green. I'm just so impatient. Well, you need to be you know, patient, and that's great. But this Bible word here is not just talking about, you know, settling for whatever's going on and just being okay with it. What this word means is to be consistent and constant. Okay, so who through their faith today and their faith tomorrow and their faith the next day and their faith the next day and their faith the next day and their faith next week, 
And their faith next month, or however long it takes, their faith next year, whatever long it takes, their faith, through faith and their consistent faith, inherit the promises. Your inheritance. With me? Back up verse 11. Let's look at this. And we desire to each one of you, okay, each one of you, talking to you and me, show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Everybody say, until the end. Okay, the same diligence to the full, to the full assurance of hope until the end. In other words, we don't stop. The word diligent, okay, a key word here, all right? <clears throat> the word diligent is defined as uh, a determined or aggressive effort, but it means a sustained or steady application to something. So if somebody's being diligent, they have a steady or sustained application towards something. It also means to give due attention towards something, which will kind of come up here in a second. But it refers to an inward motivation to just keep going, follow through. Somebody that's diligent just stays with it. So he's talking about here that if you want to receive your promise, and then it even goes in a little bit further in the chapter, talking about Abraham, and talks about the same thing. Amen, about him, his endurance, staying with it, he receives his promise. Okay, stay with it. You, everybody say, stay with it. So what we're trying to show you is it's not just an action, but also a reaction. Because you know as well as I do that the minute you said, I believe in God, what happened? All hell broke loose. What the heck? I, I, I said I was, I, I what, I, how come? He's going to knock you off your faith somehow, the enemy. The enemy's trying to somehow steal the word that God gave you, whatever it is that, come on, that's what's happening. He wants to somehow get you to start going, you know, I thought this faith stuff, I thought it was going to work, but I guess it don't work. And, oh, uh, you know, I just, uh, just, why has it always happened to me? How come it always, has anybody ever been there? Oh, my gosh. How come it always happens to me? Well, because you keep saying that. No, you can't go there. You got to just say, you know what? Maybe, maybe I've shifted gears here and doing something. That's why I got the pressure on right now. Let's stay with it, praise God. Through your faith and your consistent faith, you get your promise. Stay with it, which means that, you know, here comes the pressure, but you stand your ground, you get your, your breakthrough and your miracle. More people lost based on their reactions than they ever did on their initial actions. Now, do you want your breakthrough or not? Turn with me, if you will. I want to show you something here. Um, didn't get near as far as I wanted, but Ephesians 5. Let's look at something real quick. I think it's worthy of bringing up. How many know ignoring things doesn't make it go away either? We're talking about an action. You know, ignoring something doesn't make it go away. And... Um, well, I'm just, I'm just trying to stay in faith. Well, ignoring something doesn't make, mean you're in faith. All right? You do something about it. You, got, you, you take your, you know, you submit yourself to God. You resist your enemy. Amen? And that's what you do. But ignoring something doesn't mean it goes away. Has anybody ever found that out? All right? And um, the word says, see that you walk. This is uh, 
Ephesians 5 and verse 15. Um, it says, See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Okay. Now, obviously, there's a lot more said in this same text, but um, this brings it out pretty good. Everybody say, walk circumspectly. All right. So um, this particular word here um, is talking about a sense of an awareness. Okay. Uh, it is a word that means, let's see, let's look at it here. I think I got it even wrote down here. Amen. It means heedful, watchful, or awareness. And in other words, it means an awareness of action. But it also uses the word diligently. So walk diligently or walk with an awareness of action, not as fools, but as wise. Okay? Now what determines the difference between a fool and the wise? Scripture tells you what's the difference. What's the difference between a fool and a wise? The wise does what they hear. The fool does not. Okay? So he's talking about walking circumspectly. Walk with some awareness of things, but you're going to have to be aware and listen because God is going to start talking about things and just blowing something off and ignoring it is not the answer. Because sometimes it gets worse. So what he's talking about here, all right, is taking heed to some things as you're moving along. In fact, verse 16. Now, are you with me? Yeah. This, I'm telling you, you can get some answers here. Okay. Redeeming the time. Okay. Redeeming the time. Okay. It means to rescue from loss, to improve um, what does it mean? Opportunities, one of the of things. In fact, some of your different translations actually bring some of that out. But redeeming the time because the days are evil. So in other words, he's trying to say this, okay? Walk circumspectly. In other words, in other words don't just ignore everything. Be alert and be a doer of whatever God starts talking to you about. Because you'll, you'll start redeeming your time. Otherwise, you lose time. Let me say this to you. I want you to hear this. You are not the Lord of your time. You are called to be a steward of your time. And a steward is submitted to the one in charge. Many breakthroughs are lost right here. Because, well, I'm just going to go, whoa, whoa, time out, time out, time out. You got a fight on your hands here. And you're going to have, what's God telling you here? What's God leading you to do? Well, I'm just going to go do this because I'm tired of, of fighting. You know, you're only here, what, 80, 90, 100. Some of you said, I'm bleeding for 120. Okay, great. But you, you, you got time on loan. Okay? And you're not the Lord of your time. He is. And I'm just telling you, if you want to break through, see, ignoring things, just saying, you know, I, I'm just going to go do something else and blow this off. Well, um, all you're doing is letting the enemy now get more of a foothold. Well, I, I, just, I just don't care. I'll deal with it later. Time out, son. Time out, honey. Time out. That's not how we deal with it. 
Sometimes we let things get away from us because we're trying to ignore it or blow it off like it ain't nothing. Now, are you with me? Yeah. I, it looks like I lost half of you right here. <laughs> the days are evil. He doesn't, devil don't go, oh, you're, you're just going to ignore it. Okay, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll come back later. That ain't how the enemy works. The enemy just takes ground. Okay, so whatever your fight is, see, some of you know this, oh, too, too real right now. Okay, time's precious. You know, even when the scripture says life is but a vapor, some people I've heard use that and they say, well, that just means go out and have fun. Life's but a vapor. You know, life is short. Go have fun. Miss, I want you to have fun too. But, it, you know, fun's a lot more fun when you're not sick or you're not broke. Well, you're not in marital problems. I mean, you, it's, nice, it's nice to have, it's nice that your fun's fun. But see, if, 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 if we just think that life's short, so let's just go have a heyday and go do whatever. Even in context, in, in James 4 there, he's talking about your time's not your own. If you want things to work, then you're going to have to hear the one that can help you through it and understand the moment right now. If he says, this is the time to stand, you better be standing. If this is the time to declare the word, you better be declaring the word. To just blow it off. And sometimes we miss opportunities and moments because the grace of God, the empowerment of God is right there at that moment to get you a breakthrough. You might have, you might have bypassed your breakthrough right there because you decided you wanted to just go do something else instead. Is anybody hearing me? Yes. Pastor, you are just, oh my gosh. Listen, I want, you to, I want you to win. I want you to say, I believe God for a miracle. I got my miracle, praise God. I believe God for provision. He provided, hallelujah. That's what we want. Well, verse 17, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So in other words, he's saying, listen, what is God telling you? Some of you have had things where God has told you to do something. Do it. Don't come and just tell me about it. Now, I, I'm not a poet. You want to come? To, great. What, but some people, some people want to just come and tell me, this is what God's telling me. And then I see them next week, and you're not doing what, what you told me God told you to do. Is anybody hearing me? Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> some of you are going, oh, my God. So it, you got to stick with what God's talking to you about because that's probably the, the, the next step towards your breakthrough, your miracle. See, it's your faith. You're going to trust in the one that's talking to you right now. Well, God said to not do this anymore. Then follow through with that. God said, do this instead. Okay, then do that. God said, amen, God is leading me to do more of this and less of this. Do that. See, don't blow those things off because those could be the very thing that leads you towards your breakthrough. See, a lot of times we, we go, well, 
I, I don't have time uh, to read my Bible. Or I don't have time to go to church. Or I don't have time, whatever, okay? We can go on and on and on. But it's like, that might be the very thing that kicked the door open for you to get your breakthrough. And to just ignore it or blow it off because it's not what you want to do right now. Is anybody hearing me? You know, I was hoping to get to at least another one of these things, but, um, you know, if, if you're going to ignore something, here's what you ignore. When God's already given you a st- something to stand on, and you're going to stand your ground, having done all to stand, you stand. When everything else comes to try to knock you off that, ignore that. Right? Settle it. <clears throat> I think um, many of the... Um, Things that I've seen lost uh, come from these kind of things where we, you know, God's telling us something and we, I'll get to it later. We're, we're good at procrastinating. Manana. Manana. What's that mean? It doesn't mean tomorrow, right? I better ask. It means something else. Oh, my gosh, did he just say that? See, a lot of people, it's like, I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll get to it later. Right now, I want to go do this. Well, if God's talking about this right now, maybe this ought to be the priority for you right now. Well, they won't understand. What do you mean they won't understand? Who won't understand? Well, you know, they won't understand. But, but if, it's, if it's the step, something you need that's going to engage your faith to get your breakthrough in a miracle, it really doesn't matter what everybody else is thinking. Right? So... I thought it was worthy of bringing out about the importance of your time when it comes time to your faith. You ever had to play catch up? Because I didn't do this or that, and and praise God, He's merciful and forgiving, but sometimes what happens, we see the redeeming of the time is wrapped up in the fact that you heard and you're doing and you're following. And what happens is we don't, we don't yield to that till sometime when we want to. And then we wonder why, you know, why it ain't working. Well, this could be the reason. Could be. Are you glad you came out on a Sunday morning? Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Give God praise. Amen. Come on. Give God praise, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO victory or go to Jerry Roberts ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.